From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us. Of course, uh, with us tonight, our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, holding court with us as well here. And uh, tonight, friends, a great opportunity to celebrate on uh, on Sunday Veterans Day. And that'll be the focus of, uh, of our broadcast tonight. And uh, two uh, great men from the Modesto area, Brothers in Christ, Peter Johansson and Steve Trapper here. We'll be talking to them in just a few minutes uh, about an extraordinary event coming up this Sunday called Honor the Heroes. It'll be at the Gallo Center, and we'll give you some details on that. A great way to uh, honor those who serve in our armed forces. You know, Memorial Day, we honor those who have died uh, in the service of our country. But this Sunday is about honoring those who live and make the sacrifices they make today for for our freedoms. And we'll be talking about that in just a couple minutes. Right now, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a lesson from the Voice of the Mars. Last summer, South Korean Christian aid workers were held hostage for six weeks in Afghanistan by Taliban forces. One of the hostages, Jay Chang Hee, told reporters, We lived like slaves. I was beaten many times. Some kidnappers threatened us with death at gunpoint to force us to follow them in chanting their Islamic prayer for conversion. One eyewitness reports that during the confinement, Pastor Bae Hyung Kyu was led away to his death, solemnly making no eye contact with the other Christians in the cell. He knew his destiny and only said, overcome with faith. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And we're back with you here on Lighthouse Live. And Elaine, again, that just uh, points mm. out how blessed we are. Indeed we are. At least uh, in this chapter of our nation's history yes. uh, and other places around the world. Uh, having a broadcast like this, even meeting together like this, uh, could mean persecution, could mean execution. And uh, God's, which just means that God has given us the open door to uh, go and, and be salt and light. And, uh, you know, of course, our emphasis here is to take advantage of that open door and, and to not squander that opportunity that uh, that God has given us. And uh, speaking of not squandering opportunities, uh, we're going to check in now with our friend Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Alert parents stop, quote, gender switch today at a middle school in California's San Francisco Bay Area. 
You see, it was to be held in conjunction with Spirit Week until the mom of a 7th grader found out, complained to the principal, and contacted Pacific Justice. The principal's first response was to advise his mother to keep her son home if she had a problem with a school-sponsored cross-dressing day. So much for educators promoting academic learning. Well, to his credit, this principal succumbed to the pressure from parents and canceled gender-switching day. Wouldn't you think California schools have more important educational priorities than promoting gender confusion for young people? I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. You know, Elaine, as we're uh, listening to that, I'm just thinking, you know, what, but, you know, you balance all that. We, we have the freedom to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute. And shouldn't we? And we should, <laughs> yes, we you know, should. and... Uh, uh, really, uh, and, and we don't have to be in, in people's faces. We don't have to be antagonistic. But we need, do need to stand up and announce truth. And uh, thanks to the Pacific Justice Institute and those who uh, uh, stood up for uh, godly principles in the Bay Area, and uh, we thank God that the uh, uh, principal there made a, made a good decision. And, you know, friends, as we're um, coming up on, on Veterans Day, uh, just a, a little brief history. It uh, really was uh, started uh, to uh, commemorate the ending of World War I, originally known as Armistice Day. And uh, that uh, end of the war took place uh, legally on November 11, 1918. And uh, later on in 1954, of course, after uh, World War II and the Korean War, uh, the 83rd U.S. Congress amended the Act of 1938, striking out the word armistice and inserted the word Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. So Veterans Day signed into law. Actually, uh, we have uh, a quote here from uh, Dwight David Eisenhower, uh, the president in 1954, and, and this is what he wrote. He says, I have signed today a proclamation calling upon all of our citizens to observe Thursday, November 11, 1954, as Veterans Day. It is my earnest hope that all veterans, their organizations, and the entire citizenry will join hands to ensure proper and widespread observance of this day. With the thought that it might be the most helpful to coordinate the planning, I'm suggesting the formation of a Veterans Day National Committee. In view of your great personal interest as well as your official responsibilities, I've designated you to serve as the chairman. He's writing to Mr. Higley there. He says, you may include in the committee membership uh, such other persons as you desire to select, and I'm requesting the heads of all departments and agencies of the executive branch to assist the committee in its work in every way. I have every confidence that our nation will respond wholeheartedly in the appropriate observance of Veterans Day 1954. Sincerely, President Dwight David Eisenhower. So there's the history. And before we start this, Elaine, there's some uh, there's a wonderful recording of a wonderful thing that uh, we still thank the Lord we're allowed to recite in schools. Let's start this broadcast with that. Peter Johansson smiling over there as we just begin this special Veterans Day program this week here on Lighthouse Live. And and we look to honor all the men and women who have served and are serving in all branches of our military in the United States of America during the time of war. And we just want to thank you. Yes, we thank you for your service 
and your sacrifice. And our in-house guests and participants in tonight's show include Mr. Peter Johansson, Steve Trapp, Walt Butler, and ABC's very own John Ingle. And we'd like to welcome you all and thank you all very, very much. One and and. Mr. Owl and Mr. is a Owl, veteran Mr. as well. Owl, we and thank the, you, uh, and, and, and thanks to all of those who are listening. Amen. We just want to thank you. Veterans Day is coming up this Sunday, November. Uh, it will be the 11th, as we said, and our country will be recognizing and honoring those individuals from past wars and present. And here in our own community, a very special celebration will be taking place in downtown Modesto. And uh, Peter Johansson, Steve Trapp at the Gallo Center, and we're just looking forward to that. ABC will be involved. And Peter and Steve, you want to talk a little bit about what we'll be doing there? Just move right on up and share with us uh, the celebrations that will be taking place there. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here uh, this evening. Um, our, the event that we will be hosting this year, which is wonderful, going to be held at the Gallo Center for the Arts. This will be the first military event held there in its inaugural year, which is quite an honor. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, this will allow us uh, from previous years to be at the mercy of the weather because we've been at the airports <laughs> lately. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, last year was the five-day forecast. One day that it rained was on the day that we mm. hosted it. So this will keep us indoors away from the inclement weather to provide comfort for the audience, great seating. There's n not a bad place to sit in this new theater. You'll be able to see the entire production without obstruction. So that's really great. And a great way for people who haven't been able to visit the Gallo Center yet mm -hmm. to uh, to see it in action, and yeah. uh, w what a great opportunity to honor honor the heroes as well. Steve, can you talk a little bit about the uh, the genesis of the title, yeah. Honor the Heroes? How did that come to pass, and what's happened in past years? Oh, I wanted to do what could how we could we match the letters instead of having a, a long title. How could we match H with another H? So it was honor, and then heroes. It just mm -hmm. blended, and so that's how the title came up and every year I put a subtitle underneath it and this year it's celebrating America mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna celebrate this year as well as honor our soldiers as well so. it's going to be in the Rogers theater. correct yes. yes it'll be in the 1250 seat auditorium um, this will provide uh, the, the largest theater for most people to attend and uh, so uh, we're thankful that we have that one uh, settled for us. And uh, how do people um, get a ticket? What does it cost? And uh, give us all those logistics. Well, we try to keep it as low as possible. Three bucks is all it takes to purchase one yeah. for this event. And thanks to the incredible sponsors of AT&T, County Bank, and uh, Stanislaus County Board of Supervisors that allowed us to keep it at this price. Mm. So we can afford to have anyone come to this, and it's open to anybody. Um, three bucks, pick them up at the Gallo Center at the box office, Monday through Friday from 10 to 6, Saturday 10 to 4. Amen. Well, Peter Johansson, uh, you have deep roots here in the Modesto area. Yes. And uh, here's an opportunity that we have to, to honor the heroes. And I would imagine as... Uh, you've participated in these events over the years. Uh, you've seen uh, probably things uh, rise and wane uh, in, in terms of uh, our appreciation for those who serve. But I, I would think right now, in, in your perspective, uh, uh, they need that right now. The, the people who serve us in the military need our encouragement. Uh, they need our celebration, and, and they need our support. 
we really need to be grateful for the men and women who represent us around the world, not just in a time of war, but they represent us around the world all the time. And I would encourage those who might hear this, uh, there's only, there's 1,250 seats, but there's only about 360 or 70 tickets left unsold. So I would suggest that you go to the Gallo Center the next one or two days and just ask and put down your $3 per ticket. And I know you'll be pleased to be there as we honor the heroes, but also really celebrate our great country, the United States of America. To celebrate, and it doesn't matter what your experience is or what your denomination is or what your political party is. or This is a family. This should be a family celebration, shouldn't it, Peter? We've just been pleased to be involved with this, and we feel that as this goes on, that more and more people are going to be attending and excited about celebrating our country and Mm -hmm. honoring our men and women who serve us around the world. Absolutely. Lena had the privilege uh, over the past year or so uh, to uh, do a couple of, uh, officiate a couple of funerals uh, where military, quite a yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, in military honors for some of them. And uh, Walt Butler and I, Walt serving as one of the honorary captains there for the series Mm -hmm. Honor Guard, uh, we just connected on uh, a funeral last week. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, eras and, and coming out of the Vietnam era, how, uh, su- such a tragedy in that uh, the men and women that served this country really were not appreciated properly, and uh, to, to put it mildly. And, uh, you know, and, and that carries uh, a, a lot of hurt for a lot of years. And uh, from your perspective, Walt, what is an event like this where the public comes out and says, hey, you know what, we, we appreciate what you've done? What does that say to our uh, servicemen and women? It means a lot. Uh, it, it's like there's there was a void when most of us came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bad time in the country. Uh, people on opposite sides of of the war, mm-hmm. and the war protesters seemed to have the ear of the country, uh, which led to a lot of disrespect to the veterans coming home. Mm-hmm. And any time we can show respect for the men and women in the armed forces, we need to do that. And this is an opportunity. Uh, there's other opportunities coming up. Uh, I just got an email the other night that there has been a uh, welcome home date, yearly date for mm. Vietnam veterans. Yeah. And awesome. a gentleman has spent several years pushing Congress, a couple, him and a couple friends, to get this date approved. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Amen. Now, when you go out to do what it is you do, Walt, how did... How, how did this move you? How did you become involved in doing this? Um, was it shortly after you came home, or was it? No. How did this come about in your uh, life? Like most Vietnam veterans, uh, I didn't want to be involved. I avoided the involvement. Mm-hmm. And in the middle or late 1980s, a good friend of mine started a movement to build a memorial in series. And I got involved behind the scenes, so to speak, on that. And we asked the local Legion post to use the uh, veterans' flags they have at the cemetery for this special occasion mm-hmm. to dedicate it, and they mm-hmm. told us no. 
uh, that wasn't what they were for. So myself and the other gentleman joined the American Legion and uh, went to their meeting, got it passed, and we got to use the flags. And we Amen. made a lot of older veterans uh, upset with us because we did it. But uh, I was glad we did it. And it's 20 years of, of involvement has just led to uh, one thing, then another. Uh, working for the post office, I was kind of limited as to when I could be off to do these services for veterans, but after I retired, I got really involved in them, and uh, our local little posting series with the VFW and American Legion has done, uh, through today, 45 veterans funerals mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. That doesn't include what all the other organizations do in the National Cemetery. So it's, it's something that I feel is an honor that I owe mm -hmm. uh, to the family, and it's always an honor to ask to. Uh, participate in a veteran service. And w one of the, the core parts of that is, is the flag-folding ceremony. And, uh, and about two weeks ago, we were a little worried about all that uh, because some bureaucrat at some level uh, put a nix on it. But I understand that's been lifted now. And, and uh, Walt, can you talk a little bit about that ceremony? It is just absolute. The first time, uh, and, and my dad was a, a Navy vet, and, and uh, we didn't have that at his funeral. But uh, the first time I saw that uh, ceremony, it, it, it really hit me. And well, how meaningful to the family is you're folding those 13 folds to explain what each one means. Let's talk about a little the, about the importance of that. Well, it's something that, uh, as most of us know, there's a lot of push to take God out of our everyday life. Uh, off the money, uh, off out of the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's one thing after another. Um, because one person complained, the Veterans Administration decided that uh, rather than say they did it because of that, it was to streamline the process at national cemeteries uh, when there's you have 15 to 20 minutes between <laughs> services. Yes, so there's <laughs> there's not a lot of time because they do so many of them. Um, and being a Vietnam veteran, and I oppose that type of action by any government body, uh, my American Legion organization, I got the email from uh, AFA, which is American Family Association, that this had taken place. And I started sending emails to the local congressman, his veterans rep. And during the day, I received several different ones from different people, and one of them had a, an addition to just the fact uh, that the American Legion organization had uh, opposed this vehemently at the national level and had gone to Congress. And it took about a week went by, and the VA has reversed itself on it mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, if the family requests, the 13 Falls will be read uh, at national cemeteries. My Legion organization, uh, their position was, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. They can't put us all in jail. You know, it, it, <laughs> not at the same time anyway, right? Yeah, our jails are pretty crowded as it is. <laughs> well, we're going to ask our, our ever-ready bunny rabbit, John Ingle, to step over here and maybe share a microphone. No, 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 Walt, you stay seated because we want you to, we, we don't want you to go anywhere. And, and John, there's just something about our old red, white, and blue, and, and I, I, I've seen it in you. 
I've seen it in you, friend, because when we proudly display our, our flag outside of the ABC building, it has to be clean and it has to be pressed. And, and would you just speak to what, what the red, white, and blue means to you, dear friend, because you teach us about patriotism here, and I, I just, I just like for you to speak to that. And to frame that, John is a Korean War veteran. Yes, <laughs> yes. Old timer. That's no, okay. we, I just said you were a Korean War we, veteran. We, I didn't uh, say old at all. We, uh, anybody, anybody in the room here old? No, no. Peter okay, certainly not. Right. No, no. I'm You're, the old timer. I'm no, World War II. That's okay. We love you all. <laughs> the men and women that sacrifice then and now and would be in the future. When, when we go overseas, when we were overseas, we had no idea, being young men, young women, what we would face. And the kind of camaraderie that we had was with each other. And uh, the training that we had that we so desperately disliked our first sergeants, our training sergeants. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, how, how wonderful it was to have that kind of uh, discernment and training from them to give us a running start. The red, white, and blue is the flag, and, and God bless uh, our forefathers that uh, started this country. We're men of, of uh, character, obviously, and, and, and Christian men. They believed in, in what they were doing and, and how they were to put it down and what it would mean. Uh, let the chips fall where they may. Things change. Uh, thank God uh, our Father doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The most important thing for for me uh, as a Christian man is the most powerful weapon that I have is prayer. Mm -hmm. The most absolute awesome power that man would never know the extent of in any weapon used in military action would be the prayer and to pray not just on Veterans Day or see the flags or the cemeteries or think about them, but the daily activity that we would just say, Father, give them peace, guide them, give them safety. The men and women, I'm speaking of men and women, um, all over the United States, all over the world, everywhere that that uniform is worn. That red, white, and blue is something that we as Americans can be so proud of. Uh, I just can't say any more about it. That's it. Uh, let the chips fall where they may. Who would believe it or who wouldn't believe it? that uh, we are a, a sovereign Christian country. We have a God that said, this is what I'm giving you. You take care of it. Whatever we have to do, do the business, take care of our business. But for most everybody, that you would just bow your head, get down on your knees, however you do it, doesn't make any difference. Just say thank you, Father, for giving us men and women who are making the sacrifice. And you fellows here are veterans. You know what making the cut means. Not everybody can make the cut. There are a lot of people that make the cut, and that is to get the job done. And we just praise them, and we thank them, and we just ask for their safety, not only for them, but for their families at home. Amen. And for the people that we're fighting, they also have families and their people. We're all people. We're all, we're all people. We're all God's children. That's, that's what red, white, and blue means to me. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, I, I look into your faces and I, I think of our, our prayer intercessor, Al, here. And I know that he prays diligently, daily. I know that he served. I know that he sacrificed. Peter, I, I see tradition in you. And, and, and John, you know, each of you and Walt, you, you, you teach us uh, patriotism and, and tradition. Peter, Speak to us about tradition. You know, when we were talking earlier and, and we were playing the, 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 the little soundbite there on, on Brad Dacus and what's going on in the schools now, what are we losing in this generation? Our children are tremendously important. And our children, unfortunately, don't get the same education that I got mm. many years ago. Mm. And uh, we as Christian people need to volunteer to work in our schools. And as I mentioned, you know, I tutored at one school for 10 years. My wife is out tutoring right now. Mm. Bless her heart tonight. With three men that don't know how to read or write. And uh, we need to pay attention to the education our kids are getting. And I think that if we could get people to come to this program Sunday, and we need to tell you, by the way, it's at 2 o'clock. It'll last about an hour and 45 minutes. And I think right now I'd like to have Steve tell us just a little bit what's going to take place in that program. What can we expect? Well, you can uh, expect uh, the curtain to go up, and you'll see the uh, an 1,800-square-foot American flag wow. serving as our backdrop as a visual effect. Mm. Um, and in front of that will be a... Full-size replica of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. I mean, inch to inch, this is the exact one that they have in Washington, D.C. And they've seen pictures of this, and they look at that, and they go, Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> you have this, and uh, they know that it's here. So from East Coast to West Coast, somehow or another, we're honoring our soldiers. And uh, with with that... Uh, preparation, uh, we start off with the California governor's own honor guard. And uh, there they will present the table for one for those who are not here with us mm-hmm. and in honor of them. And then they'll go right into the uh, American flag folding ceremony, mm-hmm. which is the 13 folds. And they will explain it. Amen. That's just the opening scene for the whole event. As we've been doing the American flag folding each year, I get just dozens of comments how people are moved by Mm. that ceremony. Mm. Yeah, it's a a highlight to have. And when they do it, they do it in very intricate, very methodical movement that really adds to the moment of what those folds are meaning. Mm. They're sensitive to what is being said about it. And they know this. The team that does that, they've heard it so many times, but they know what the meaning behind it is. They're in in sync of what uh, is happening at the moment with that. Steve uh, and and Peter, Walt, and uh, Al and John, you know, we, uh, we just appreciate what you're doing to... To honor our veterans, and, and again, I think one of the uh, sad things about our, our day and age is that we have not done that as a society. And Walt, as we talked about just a few minutes ago, we've we've uh, really done the opposite. And so, friends, this is a great way 
to uh, to not only pay respect to the men and women that serve us and then ensure our freedoms and the freedoms of other folks around the world, but also uh, a, a great time if you have children to come and see things like the folding ceremony. And, and Steve, I would think that in that hour and 45 minutes uh, that we talked about, there's going to be some educational opportunities yeah. for kids as well. Let's, uh, we're bumping the clock a, r- a little bit uh, into our first break here, but give us a synopsis mm-hmm. of maybe what some of those opportunities for children are. Uh, it would be great for e- junior high and even high school students. Uh, this would be educational for government students. This would be great for English students to write anything that they want to do for extra credit to write a story about this. And history students, this would be perfect, right in line, what they can learn and see and be taught about what the flag means, what America means. Uh, there will be plenty of that for them to learn from and to write on paper uh, and hand it in for a good grade. Mm. Steve, I think they will learn from seeing some of the generals and admirals will be there. Could you share maybe mm. a, two or three names that are going to be there? Yes, the uh, the adjutant generals for the state of California, General William Wade II, will be here. He's part of the uh, uh, Governor Schwarzenegger's cabinet team. Uh, he will be there along with um, Rear Admiral Michael Seward will be there. Um, General Brandt will be there, former past commander of the uh, Army National Guard. Um, Senator Denham will be there. Senator Cogdill will be there. Assemblyman Tom Berryhill and Congressman Mordanovich will be there as well. Amen. All right. Well, this is the Lighthouse Live special Veterans Day program this week, and we'll be back with more right after this from the Great Defenders. Protecting is everywhere The more I get around this world 
That's the great defenders here of the USA on Lighthouse Live, along with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and some great defenders of the USA here in person tonight. We have Peter Johansson, Steve Trapp, Walt Butler, John Ingle, and Al Ramsey. And, of course, all of you in the audience as well, if you served in the armed forces defending our country in past wars and in present wars. Wherever you may be tonight, we just want to thank you. And thank you indeed. That's uh, Veterans Day coming up, and we are here to celebrate you and uh, celebrate our country. And to uh, celebrate Veterans Day, we have a special Veterans Day celebration coming up this coming Sunday, November 11th, here in our own community in Modesto, California, for those of you who are listening elsewhere around the world, wherever you may be. And it's held at our uh, very special own Gallo Center in downtown Modesto. And Steve, you want to just mention that again, what time and where that is located exactly, precisely in downtown Modesto? It is located at 1000 I Street, uh, exit off of Highway 99. You make a right or a left-hand turn, you go through four stoplights, and it's on your side, and you won't miss it. I'm glad <laughs> you're giving directions and not myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know Walt got here. I <laughs> oh, yes. 2 p.m. It's 2 o'clock. And it's only $3. Three bucks. Friends, $3 That's is it. all it costs. Bring the family, yeah. bring your friends, your neighbors, your enemies. We don't care. Just just bring them. Steve, if people have questions about this, any way uh, you'd rather have them call us or you, or what, what would you be uh, best? Call the Gallo Center. Call the Gallo Center. Okay. Yeah, because that's the number offhand? I as Five four nine oh six oh one. Okay. Five four nine oh six oh one. Area code two zero nine. Okay. All right. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, uh, just a, a lot of things in store for you. A wonderful program. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's just a time of celebration, and that's, uh, that's something that we do hope uh, that you will be encouraged by, and that you will bring your children. Yeah, it's a, we have a lot of our local talent right here from Modesto participating in it. Uh, some of our beloved performers would be Joe Reichert. Uh, he's performing a great piece from Josh Groban. Yeah, Don Peterson, a great uh, soprano, will be singing the national anthem for us. And uh, the Modesto Symphony rehearsal pianist, Yvonne Thompson, will be performing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. America the Beautiful on the nine-foot grand at the center, which will be just fantastic. And uh, we also have the our local Golden Valley Barbershop Chorus, oh. which will be doing the Great American Anthem songs. Um, looking forward to seeing them. And then uh, we also have uh, from Ripon High School, the Ripon High School Army Junior ROTC Saber and Drill Team this year combined together. Awesome. And uh, they will be doing a routine, about an eight-minute routine from the soundtrack of Saving Private Ryan. Mm. And the crowd just loves them. Mm. They just are, are so wonderful to watch what they do. And uh, uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, we'll be closing with the show. Uh, would be the acting company from First Baptist Church. They will be doing an adaptation from PBS War Letters this year, wow. which will be really great to have them. That will be a first for this program. Mm. And then, of course, we end and celebrate with the Johansson High School, which is named after Peter Johansson <laughs> yes. right here. The marching band will be a part of this, and they will be closing the show with us with the Stars and Stripes forever. 
Steve, uh, in, in past years, you had to mm-hmm. kind of move around sometimes yeah. because you've got big crowds uh, yes, coming. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. I think last year you were an airport hangar, right? Or was yes, that the sir. year before? Yes. Past and, couple years we've been out there. And uh, it's, it's amazing that we're, we're starting about a block away from where we first began. Mm-hmm. All, literally a block away is where we will be at from the very first time we've done this. So that's really neat. Steve, what kind of feedback do you get from people uh, the past couple of years after these events? What? Uh, Why uh, do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on the weather, right? You don't have to fight the weather this time. <laughs> Why do I do this? What? Mm. Why do I put my life involved in for the next year? I'm already starting on next year. Wow. I believe that. Uh, you have to do yeah. that. Um, even the center is already saying, well, when you're going to do this next year, mm. um, I love our soldiers. Mm. I love the United States of America. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, recently I was able to go to Washington, and we had buried a soldier who has been so supportive of this event, and that would be General Walter Titus. Mm. And it was at Arlington National Cemetery. And you watch these men on the honor guard and how they treat the soldiers is just impeccable, but just honorable well while i was there i had a chance for the very first time to go to mount vernon Mm. and when i got out of the car and i started walking up toward george washington's house i thought this is america this is amazing i'm standing right here the first president in the united states and it was just an honor to be able to go see this for the first time and what i discovered serving our country in this fashion and how men of the forefathers with us believed in God. Mm. It's the closest, I think, relationship serving God and country together as close as you can get with that uh, combination. And it's pretty amazing uh, how our forefathers really looked to God's guidance Mm. to make this country work well as it has. You love our Lord. You love our country. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about running for office? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did, did one you, time. Did you? I didn't spend a penny on the election, and I still got 15% of the vote. <laughs> I just, people will vote for anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and, and the whole thing about uh, representative government and where mm-hmm. we've gone and the original mm-hmm. intents of the forefathers is probably subject for another show. Uh, or, oh. or a couple of shows, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no I doubt. So. <laughs> Definitely. But, Steve, mm-hmm. just to, to bounce off that a little bit, uh, and, and we had the opportunity. You know, when I was in state service, well, I got st- sent back to Washington, D.C. a bazillion times. But I got off the plane. They picked me up. They put me in a hotel meeting room and never let me out, you know, until we That's went back there. That's another show, too. Yeah, well, and probably they shouldn't have let me out is the <laughs> thing. But anyway. <laughs> I never got to see Washington, D.C., oh, wow. really, until about uh, three or four years ago. And you were talking about uh, Arlington National mm-hmm. Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And what hit you as as you entered that facility? And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you, your senses kind of are overcome by mm-hmm. what you see, the, the lines and the lines mm-hmm. and the white crosses and, and the sense of history mm-hmm. there. It's kind of awe-inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, it it's... I don't know what the acreage out there is, but it's massive. Mm-hmm. And to see the alignment of every tomb is perfectly in row. They they don't miss it. They just they understand what honor is. And when I when I went there, and I've been there two three times now. And of course, the first time I went, I want to see everything. 
I want to see uh, John F. Kennedy's cemetery. I, I want to see the tomb. And of course, the biggest thing uh, of uh, tourism there is everybody wants to see the tomb and the changing of the guard. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when you get there, it's pretty silent. And people understand the respect when you walk up to the steps. Whoa, what, what is this all about? This, with all these people here, why are they silent? What is making them pay attention to what is happening at this? And uh, as they go through the movements, and uh, as you hear the one guard explain, out of honor for these soldiers, you really, you really uh, respect that. Um, there's an awe-inspiring. There's uh, what their inscription on the tomb Known only but to God, these soldiers are. Yes. Uh, you really capture a sense of God is in the middle of all of this. Mm. There is honor in serving our country. Mm. And uh, it's right before you. And you see it, you sense it, and you know it. And uh, there's a great respect for that. Amen. We were talking to Peter uh, Johansson about tradition a few moments ago. Uh, Walt Butler, uh, you know, I, I think, and I don't, I probably shouldn't say. I think your group, with the Series Honor Guard, does it better than anybody else. You know, I mean, I've I've experienced a lot of uh, ceremonies and, and Santa Nella and here, <clears throat> but you you folks seem to have a, a special um, attitude of, in, in which you approach this. And there's each one of those guys that participates brings a story. And you can tell when they're lining up there for the 21-gun salute, and that's quite something, by the way. If you haven't, been, you know, been part of that, uh, for you know, if you haven't been around firing range or, or whatever, you can tell those people because they jump about three feet, you know, when that first <clears throat> that first volley goes off. We won't be doing that. Uh, no, no, especially on the Gallo Center. <laughs> the walls just got painted, right? Well, Walt, each one of those guys has a story. Uh, each one of them is there for a specific purpose. Talk about the impact upon those guys in the Honor Guard and what it means to them to be able to, to participate in that ceremony. Well, it's special to everybody that participates in it. Out of all the membership, there's only probably 15 members of the two organizations that we can call on that are available and willing to, to do it. Some give of their time. Uh, take time off from work to mm. come help. Mm. Uh, most of us are either retired or disabled, and we owe an honor and a debt to those that have gone before us. Mm. And so that's why we do it. And you have a couple of well, – I've got to ask you a question. And <clears throat> There's Big John over there, and uh, you're in uh, Vietnam, Walt, uh, and uh, so we don't have any other Korean War vets here, but I've noticed a theme. <clears throat> Excuse me, the past couple of funerals I've done where we've had the military ceremony, <clears throat> the family's told me that each one of those guys hated rice. I mean, just would have nothing to do with rice after coming back from Korea. And, uh, John, you want to make a comment about that? you have any idea why, why that is? Uh, <laughs> I, I have a couple of suspicions, but what, what's it with rice and coming back from Korea? What's that about? The memory that brings me is that uh, when we were uh, tune crossing and you have to be quiet and uh, there was a patty snake in the water and we always in the swamp, and that's what we call the swamp. And uh, I boogied. I was terrified of snakes, and we had a stampede going, and 
and uh, the captain stampeded me after that. <laughs> but uh, the, for the most part, it's uh, because you're in the water, and it's uh, if it's the mm. winter time, you know it's cold, and and in the summertime it stinks, and I just don't care for it. I don't know anybody that particularly cared for it. And I don't even particularly care for rice now, amen. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the story just uh, tangentially here before we go to the break. Uh, the last one, <laughs> the widow says, well, he, he was on his way home from Japan. He boarded the ship there to come back home after his service. And uh, she said they were running low on provisions, and rice was about all that was left on the ship. And she says they hit really high seas i mean it wasn't just choppy it was it was throwing that ship pretty well and that that takes something to do that and she said the way she described it was you know uh as the ship went up so did the rice you know and so uh he just actually he wanted nothing to do with with rice after that <laughs> we've got more lighthouse live we'll hold the rice right after this <laughs> Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. ABC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. 
And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live and pleased to be. We're celebrating a special Veterans Day show here tonight and a special event coming up Sunday that we do hope you will take part in. And we were just talking about some special flag-waving kind of uh, activities going on. Steve, some special flags being given away to uh, the first how many people? We have 500, and they're uh, either two bucks or a buck. And you'll get them right there at the the VIP uh, will call. Just purchase that and wave the flag when you want to at the event. Celebrate America. And also, uh, Steve, talking during the break about an opportunity to visit the Missland Gallery there on J Street. Talk uh, very quickly about uh, the portraits there and, and, and what that means. Yes, uh, artist Bob Davidson, local artist right here in town, uh, in the past has donated all of his time and effort uh, to paint portraits for these soldiers that are from this local area. Mm. And we give them to the families, and we, uh, we use those portraits at the event, and we present them to the families that day. And we have soldiers that will be draping flags next to their portrait mm. as they are presented oh. that day. But the portraits right now are on are at the Missling Gallery. They will be there until Saturday, and it's free, open to the public. Anybody can go see these. And it's a pre-event leading up to the Veterans Day on Sunday. Amen. Peter Johansson, uh, you you get cards and letters, messages, email, carrier pigeon, whatever. Uh, <laughs> after these events, what what type of feedback do you get after these Veterans Day events? Of course, I've been around here since 1920, <laughs> so I know a few people, and and I get mainly phone calls and people that I run to run into at other meetings, like an American Legion meeting or. 50-plus club, wherever it is, that are just moved by the event when they come mm. on uh, Veterans Day. Mm. And uh, I do get some cards thanking me for the part that I played in mm. it. And, uh, You're one of the heroes. It's, it's just a joy yes. to see that people are really appreciating the event. Amen. 
Once again, friends, if you want to find out more information about it, again, only $3 a tick, a great way to honor uh, the heroes. It's the Gallo Arts Center, and you can give them a call at area code 209-549-0601. That's 209-549-0601. Or you can call us here at uh, Advancing Vibrant Communities. We'll be happy to fill you in on that, 209-544-9571. You know, let's just go around the table quickly, guys, as we think about the temperature of uh, our nation, as we look at the times we live in, interesting time as, uh, mm-hmm. times as I, I think of it, Walt, Steve, and, and uh, Peter, John, and, and, and Al, encourage our people. Uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about voting as we get out and vote and serve and, and pray and share and, and care. What, what words of encouragement here as we have a, a couple of uh, minutes left here? Peter, how would you encourage our nation? Unfortunately, we Christians are kind of silent about our real faith and our real mm-hmm. beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we need to encourage Christians to live out their faith Amen. in service in their community. Absolutely. Steve? Well, let's just let's pack the house. Let's uh, join together. Let's be a great, gigantic family in this place on uh, Sunday, and let's celebrate. Uh, if you got a bumper sticker that says "Support Veterans," this is the day to do it, mm. and this is the day to show your support for these. Also, the website is www.galloarts.org. That's it. www.galloarts. Where those tickets can be purchased again is right at the box office at the Gallo Center. Three dollars. Three bucks. Bring everybody. Mm-hmm. Family. Wake, all wake family. the neighbors. Bring the kids. Absolutely. Friends, coworkers. John, what kind of encouragement? Well, anybody who looks at the white crosses in a cemetery, San Francisco, goes to the wall and looks at the names, should be mandatory for every school child to go there just to see that wall and to see the what these men and women have sacrificed for that flag, for the USA, for our God-given right in our country. And uh, I just uh, would respect anyone and desire anyone to give this great thought uh, and just exactly what you do have here in the United States of America and what it's cost to get it. Amen. Walt? Freedom isn't free. It's a cost that some people pay with their life. It's what was given for the rights and freedoms we have today. Don't take it for granted, because if you do, it will be gone, and you might be speaking Arabic next time. Well, again, we just want to thank you all for being here with us. And, again, we just want to thank you all around these tables and around the world, wherever you may be, for serving this country and for sacrificing And uh, thank you for joining us tonight, wherever you may be. We want to end with a song that touched us all. As it was performed by Lee Greenwood, this is God Bless the USA. It's here for you on Lighthouse Live. If tomorrow all the things were gone, work for all my life and I had to start again with just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars to be living here today cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away 
From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Do it.